In the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back on a week where the G7 and NATO both held summits. Russian missiles struck a shopping centre in Ukraine. HSC boss Paul Reid resigned and the US Supreme Court caused chaos with new rulings. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. And don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7am. Sunday saw the start of a three-day G7 summit in Bavaria with the conflict in Ukraine top of the agenda. Boris Johnson was there with one mission in mind. We're here in Germany with the richest countries in the world focusing on uh, on Ukraine and how to, how to keep that coalition of support for Ukraine together. And European Council President Charles Michel pledged further support. You will continue to provide robust support to Ukraine, financial, humanitarian and political and we have also mobilized 2 billion euros to provide military treatment, but Ukraine needs more and we are committed to providing more. Even as the G7 summit was going on, Russia's President Putin continued his assault on Ukraine with Russian missiles hitting a shopping mall in the east of Ukraine with more than 1,000 people inside. President Zelensky was quick to condemn Russia's action. Today's Russian strike at a shopping mall in Kremenchik is one of the most defiant terrorist attacks in European history. Russia will stop at nothing. So far, 18 bodies have been recovered, but more than 30 people are still missing. The air raid sirens meant that most of the 1,000 people in the centre were able to escape, but dozens are hospitalised with injuries, including this man who described the scene. I saw lots of wounded people, burned people. Some were covered in blood. One girl fell, and we helped pull her along. She fell and lost consciousness, but we tried to help her. As the G7 summit wrapped up, the UK's Chief of the General Staff, General Sir Patrick Sanders, had a stark warning that the current situation in Europe has parallels to the years before the Second World War. This is our 1937 moment. We're not at war, but we must act rapidly so that we aren't drawn into one through a failure to contain territorial expansion. Leaders headed straight from the G7 summit to the NATO summit in Madrid were in response to Russian aggression. Secretary General Jens Stolenberg explained how the organization is reshaping its strategy. We'll agree a new strategic concept, the Madrid strategic concept, that will be the blueprint for NATO in a more dangerous and unpredictable world. The new security posture will mean continued support for Kyiv, the expansion of NATO with the addition of Finland and Sweden and increased spending on military budgets and a scaling up of troops on NATO's borders. Joe Biden was attending and he met face-to-face with Turkish President Erdogan to thank Turkey for agreeing to drop its objections to the NATO expansion. I want to particularly thank you for uh, what you did putting together the situation with regard to Finland and Sweden and all the incredible work you're doing to try to get grain out of uh, out of Ukraine and, and Russia. I mean, you're doing a great job. I just want to thank you. Russian President Vladimir Putin was clearly paying close attention to the NATO summit and he issued a stern warning to Finland and Sweden, who've now been formally invited to join the alliance. They only must clearly understand that there were no threats to them before. Now, if military contingents and infrastructure are deployed there, we will have to respond in a mirror manner. Weirdly, this week ended with Formula Formula One owner and business magnate Bernie Eccleston in hot water after making some interesting pro-Putin remarks on Good Morning Britain. Yeah, I'd still take a bullet for him. 
I'd rather it didn't hurt, but I mean, if it does, I'd still take a bullet. Meanwhile, something not being discussed at the G7 summit among EU leaders is the Northern Ireland Protocol, apparently. Speaking of the event, Boris Johnson suggested plans to tear up the Northern Ireland Brexit deal could be in place by the end of the year, but he indicated he's not expecting a diplomatic row over the matter. Despite Boris Johnson's optimism, the EU's ambassador to the UK, João Valdalmede, said the UK government's proposal for the protocol were both illegal and unrealistic. We want to find a way out. I'm afraid the government's track is maybe, probably, unfortunately, a road to nowhere, and and we we would like to avoid that. And Shadow Northern Ireland Secretary Peter Kyle also condemned the move. This is the deal that Boris Johnson himself put to the EU. He negotiated it, he designed it, he signed it into law. This is going to really damage Britain's reputation if we unilaterally pull out of a deal we just signed. But speaking in the Commons, as the bill was read, Liz Truss downplayed concerns, saying the bill was the only solution to resolve trade difficulties across the Irish Sea without the EU being willing to reopen negotiations. And Boris Johnson also defended his unpopular plan. What we're trying to do is fix something that I think is very important to our country, which is the balance of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. In the U.S., thousands of people protested the U.S. Supreme Court decision to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade case, ending the constitutional right to abortion. Protests spilled over to Glastonbury as singer Olivia Rodrigo blasted the decision, bringing out special guest Lily Allen during her set to perform the singer's hit song, F.U., in response. I wanted to dedicate this next song to the five members of the Supreme Court who have showed us that at the end of the day, they truly don't give a shit about freedom. Then on Thursday, Judge Kentanji Brown-Jackson made history as she became the Supreme Court's first black woman justice. Her appointment marked the end of a chaotic Supreme Court term, which finished with a landmark ruling which curbed the ability of America's top environmental regulator, the EPA, to limit greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. The decision following the ruling, which relaxed gun laws and the overturning of Roe v. Way, led President Biden to call the court out publicly, saying it's time to take action. I believe we have to codify... Roe v. Wade in the law. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be the require an exception to the filibuster for this action. Still to come in the Smart 7 Ireland edition, Trump has a tantrum and Lizzo hitches a ride with James Corden. Right after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome back. This week saw sentences handed down in two separate high-profile sex offender cases in the US. Tuesday saw British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced to 20 years in prison and a three-quarters of a million dollar fine for her part in recruiting and trafficking young girls for Jeffrey Epstein. Judge Alison J. Nathan described Maxwell's crimes as heinous and predatory and that the case called for a very significant sentence. Complainant Tani Farmer says there's more investigation that needs to be done. Maxwell and Epstein were predators who were able to use that power and privilege to harm countless individuals. And for far too long, the institutions that should be protecting the public were instead protecting them. And I still hope that we find out more about how that was allowed to occur. Wednesday saw singer Or Kelly sentenced to 30 years in prison for racketeering and sex trafficking. Kelly still faces more charges in Chicago, Illinois and Minnesota. And Steve Francis from Homeland Security Investigations says a message is being sent. Today's sentencing sends a clear message that no amount of money or fame is enough to evade justice. Money, power and fame will not buy you immunity in the United States. And the United States government will hold you accountable for any atrocities you commit. There was a surprise witness on Tuesday at the January 6th congressional hearing in the U.S. Cassidy Hutchinson was a senior aide to Donald Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, in the aftermath of the November elections and the events surrounding the Capitol riots. She testified about previously never reported moments inside the White House as Donald Trump battled to overturn the election results. Firstly, she told of the president's rage when Attorney General Bill Barr was reported as saying there was no evidence of election fraud. It upset him so much that he apparently threw his lunch at the I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. Then on January 6th, she told how Trump was intent on heading to the Capitol building with his supporters grabbing at the steering wheel of the presidential vehicle. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. James Gordon is back in London this week doing his Late Late Show from Freemasons Hall for the last time. He's packed in a whole bunch of special guests, plus he's got a brand new carpool karaoke with woman of the hour, Lizzo. It was all going quite well until James started to wind her up about her hero, Beyonce. Should we call her? Don't f*** with me. Should we call her? Do you have a number? Should we call her? If you are going to call Beyonce... Shall we call her? Don't scare me. No, should we call her? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, are you I'm joking? joking? There's no way I'm going to find number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you almost got me, you bitch. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7am. Have yourselves a great weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.